don't have a yeah, closet of inventory that doesn't go out of its own rotation. Yeah, which people can't see. Room. My yeah. brother's living room is set up not by any accident to look like a wrestling museum. Yeah. You walk into what's the closest thing we've seen to a professional wrestling museum because there's not one out there. And there yeah. should be because they have a Hall of Fame, but it's fictitious. Yeah. And so you walk in and Chris is, is what you'd expect from that. And then he also has stuff filling a closet with stuff, a backlog, because he rotates what he sees. Yeah. If it's, if it's not something that's permanent, there's a few permanent fixtures, like the hot rod shirt. That's a yeah, permanent fixture, right? But some of those Funko Pops, I got a number of Funko Pops, and some of them are signed, some are not, and those will rotate in and out for sure. Yeah, of course. And then I'll sit there and stare at it for a while and be like, what needs a little oomph, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'll change up a little corner. But I also, I like that when people come over who are wrestling fans, it's almost like, all right, welcome to the house. I'll give you some time. Let me know when you're ready. You know what I mean? And I'll just go like yeah. sit down. And they'll just like for 20 minutes, just be staring part for part. And what's this? Like, who's that? Or, oh my God, I can't believe this. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, just for a little background on the hot rod shirt, give a little shout out to uh, Mr. Jeff Dye, at Jeff Dye. Yeah, Before Jeff Dye. we did a show, we were doing mm-hmm. a show in Orange County. And before we did that, he's like, I got to go see my autograph guy. And you're like, an autograph guy? Hmm. And we walk into this warehouse and it's like a warehouse. It's not like a place that someone can go and buy something. It's not a storefront. It's a full yeah. warehouse that is just all kinds of autograph memorabilia all the way down. And they have it organized. So it's yeah. like when you walk in, there's like a just a bookcase full of signed Mr. T things. And then there's like signed Hulk Hogan things. And there's like the wrestling section and there's like a football section and a baseball section and whatever that sort of stuff is. Yeah. And they had like the showroom was set up because somebody was going to come sign the next day. I know it was a Dodger. I forget which one. So I'm just going to say Andre Ethier just to throw out a Dodger name. Yeah. But they had like 500 of his bobbleheads on a table with a pen next to it already next to another pen that had like a thousand of his eight by tens. And they're like, yeah, we hired him for one hour. And in that hour, there's no one's going to be here. He's just going to sign as many of the things as we have out already. And then there's a yeah. bunch of tables with a bunch of jerseys. And then they go on the internet and they just sell a numerous amount of jerseys, eight by tens, bobbleheads, all signed by this guy. Yeah. And so what they, the reason Jeff and them have a connection is he showed up once when they had multiple autograph signings. And Jeff at the time had a girlfriend that was signing autographs. And Jeff was talking to the other people that were signing autographs. And Jeff started a conversation with them. So they lost track of the time and accidentally were signing things for like an hour and a half or two hours instead of the one hour they hired them. Oh, yeah. So whenever they're trying to get someone to accidentally stay longer, they send Jeff in. Oh. (laughs) So that's why it's just like, that's why he knows so many wrestlers specifically because they're like, oh, Hogan's coming down tomorrow or Steve Austin if you want to come down. And and he's like, yes, that's great. And he'll go down and like talk to him and, start chopping it up with them and so and they he's a remember super charismatic dude and super nice though. yeah and and he like has a genuine love for that stuff so it's like it comes from such a good place in his heart mm-hmm. that it's kind of funny it's all like wait you're telling me i'm such a nice guy i can just go there and talk to them for a bit and like, yeah that's pretty much it come be the nice guy you are yeah <laughs> totally and so they were like they went to the back and they came out and they're like hey uh we know that you knew piper and we're all sad that he's gone and we miss him mm-hmm. and we have like a lot of these so if we're just we're just, we want you to have one and so he gave them a hot rush and he goes oh my god this is so sweet this is so nice 
thank you so much. He's like, yeah, I know exactly where I'm going to put this. And then like he hugs him and stuff. And then we go off to go do our show. And then he's like, hey, did you want that? And I was like, I thought it was so nice. You have, you know, where you're going to put it. And he's like, they give me one like every time. He's like, I have like eight of these. Yeah. (laughs) And that's when I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not going to, you have like eight of them. Yeah. I want one. Yeah. Yeah, I want yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I mailed it to you. Yeah. And then that is actually how the whole thing started because that was my first piece. I was, was gonna like, ask what the this? big piece was. That was it. That was the one that started it all. I don't and it's that's why the whole place is kind of built around it. Like that's when you mm-hmm. walk in, that's the first thing you see because it's a wide open shirt. But yeah. other shirts I have are put into like little square boxes where you can kind of tell it's a shirt. Yeah. But it's not it's not the fact that it is a shirt that's the focus. This one is. Ah. So that one is I had to build everything on my own too because it was like, if you just go ask someone to frame a shirt, that's like a $300, $400 thing that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm like, mm, no, I don't <laughs> spend that much on someone else doing it. So I pieced together a whole bunch of stuff and I watched different eBay things for a while. And so that's why there's a figure in there. There's a limited edition trading card within there that's like a painting that that's a hot rod and then there's a, actually a page i ripped out of a comic book of a variant cover of hot rod that's, oh, that's inside cool. of there as well so it's like you can see him on the bottom and then you see the t-shirt with a signature on top and yeah after that it was like well i got this big centerpiece i was like can't be up here with nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i better start collecting a museum yeah let's start putting this all together let's make a thing out of it i know we gotta get you someone's wrestling boots now I do think the one thing I think that feels missing is I don't have anything ring used. Nothing that was ever in a match. And to me, that feels like the one thing that's missing. Like I walk around, I'm like, okay, I got some figures signed. I got some eight by tens. I've got artwork done. Like I even have a turnbuckle pad, which I've always wanted. Yeah. I got one from NWA signed by 20 people. And I've even had extra people sign it who were in the specific pay-per-view that i was at that i got it at so it's literally one of a kind i just don't think it was ever ring used uh and when i reached out to their um merchandise person they were pretty vague on stuff and then i made comment about how they should use different types of markers moving forward because the ink doesn't didn't sit well and after letting it sit for almost a week everything was still very wet and when i actually had to ship it back from atlanta to tucson a lot of signatures got smeared and I was like, at this uh, point, it was signed almost a month ago. They're still, they're still smearing. So yeah. it was, I had to be very, very careful with the whole thing. So I was like, stop using those, those pens. Just I know it looks nice because it's very metallic looking, but whatever you're using doesn't stick to the vinyl. And they got super mad at me. And I was like, I was trying to help you. I didn't, I didn't even blow them up. It was a direct message. Yeah. But I didn't even blow them up to say, hey, I spent several hundred dollars on this thing that was immediately ruined because I don't know how to how to sign stuff. I was trying to be nice. I was like, I'll secretly I'll do that. But then I posted a picture of it and blew that up, saying like, look how amazing this is, look how great it looks, and didn't ask anyone to pay attention to that part. And somehow I was in trouble for it. I was like, all right, well, <sighs> as a collector, you just want to tell people that stuff. But that was one of my big things. I always wanted a turn pad, and so to have an NWA turn pad, uh, there was, was really some cool. point. You came home in your twenties with a like a, a mat. You came home canvas, with the wrestling. Yeah. Mat. You came home with the yeah. canvas, like yeah. a WCW canvas. Yeah, it was WCW. 
It was after WCW had been bought out by WWE, so it was probably 2002. It was yeah, exactly. Like, so wait, so from my perspective, yeah, it's 2002. WWE yeah. bought all the competition. Chris is working. Oh, the it was road 03. shows. Oh three. Oh three, because I was living in Tucson. I had already graduated. I graduated. Yeah, 02. I know you lived in Tucson because you were working at the Tucson Convention Center, helping set up and break down events. Yeah, every amphitheater out here. I worked for uh, yeah. a contract company that does that. Yeah, and uh, and you one day in the trunk of the car because we were all was it officially Jim's car? I think it was officially Jim's car, but we were all using it. Yeah, I think that's true. And in the trunk of the car, there was this like fifty pound mat, and Chris yeah. is like, "Oh, it's a canvas. It's pretty cool." And we rolled it out. Yeah, and it was the, the WCW out. logo, and it was the old logo. Yeah. It was, they're like, I want to say it was even, be- it was before the Monday Night Wars logo. Yeah. Yeah, it was that classic, like, Nintendo sort of purple-gray combination. Yeah. WCW. Tar- with a Target or whatever. Yeah. And it had with spots in it. Blood. Yeah. Blood yeah, there was blood on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And it was just like, wait, did you steal this? Only sort of, but not really. I was told to take it, but I was also told how to take it. But I was told by a WWE employee to take it. Yeah. So it was like their ring crew leader was just like, who everyone called Boss Man. And because everyone was kept saying, all right, Boss Man, all right, Boss Man, I had to look at him. I was like, is this the fucking big Boss Man? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he was the head of ring crew. I wouldn't. And so I was looking at him like, and then at one point we get to the back of this truck because we've unloaded everything and there's just a wall of it. And he just looks at it and kind of sighs. He goes, hey guys, we got a bunch of these canvas we can't use. They make really good car covers. If you guys want one, just grab it. Don't say anything to anybody. Walk straight to your car, pop in your trunk, walk on back. And then he jumped out of the truck. And a bunch of us were like, I got to get one of these. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so I grabbed one. I just hoisted it up, and I just walked to the car, threw it in there. I was like, "All right, guys, leave it." Do you remember the car wreck that happened afterwards? I owned yeah. that canvas twice. Uh the car wait, wreck. That, was, they, hmm? Wait, was that canvas in the car during the car wreck? Yeah, the one I got, the one I got back rear-ended. The so one that was I my, did my neck in. Yeah, I knew which one you were talking about. Did you? Uh, did you bleed on it then? No. But what happened was, so since I got rear-ended, the back of the car crunched in, and you couldn't pump yeah. the trunk anymore. But there was a gap about three inches wide on the side of it, and I reached in there. Maybe it was more than three. Maybe it was like four. It was like it was just enough for me to get my arm halfway in, not even all the way in. And I was mm-hmm. able to grab the, the mat. I might have used something to drag it towards that end, and I unraveled that mat. It took me hours, bit by bit, getting it out, trying to get in there to loosen it up. And pulled off the entire mat through that because I was like, "There's no way this car wreck is taking my mat." And uh, yeah, I ended up uh, earning it a second time. I know where it went. Where is it? So when I moved to New York, I knew I couldn't take it. I was like, "What am I going to do with this?" My next door neighbor saw me dumping a bunch of stuff in the dumpster. I I filled up that dumpster two weeks in a row um, with stuff and. I want to say that there was a box of VHS tapes that were WWE that I just dropped in the dumpster because I was like, no one wants this. And when I came back out a second time to dump something else, there was a dude walking away from the dumpster with the box. 
And also, and the guy's like, oh, did you just toss these? And also, like, yeah, uh, have them. They're yours. If, if I knew you wanted them, I'd give them to you. I'm sorry. And he was the next door neighbor at that spot. And mm. then we started talking, and he was telling me he's a big wrestling fan. He goes, I love these. I yeah, still VCR. Like, I'm going to watch all these. And I was like, all right, cool. I gave him a couple of the WWE things. And then at one point, I was like, you know what I have? And I told him what the map. And he's like, that is incredible. And so he took it, he took it. And he was like, I was like, dude, have it, you know, I'm getting a new life. Mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> and uh, he told me at that point, he's like, I don't plan to ever move from here. If you ever change your mind, you just come back and take it. I was like, okay. But I don't even know what I would do with it if I had it. <sighs> I mean, honestly, you should, part of me is like cut the logo out and then display the logo somewhere. But then the other part's like, no, you don't want to fucking do that. But if you were to ever open up that museum that you want to open, that'd be so dope. That's that's immediately such a great eye-catching piece because it has it on the wall. blood on it. You don't yeah. know whose blood it is. You'd have to put it behind something so people don't come up and touch it or lick it. Oh, Fire for sure. Are just fuck. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. But to have the whole thing sprawled out up that. on the wall with like a plexiglass in front of it. Yeah, and then in front of that, you have people taking the admission to go in and see further things. Yeah. Because it also, like, it stamps that you're like, oh, no, look, this is real stuff. You're like, I didn't have anything ring used, except for a ring. I did have, and that was used. Yeah. (laughs) That was super used. Yeah, the only ring used thing I had was the ring with the blood on it. Yeah, but that's it. It's almost nothing. (laughs) But I don't have one now. The thing, though, is when you look at my collection of stuff, since none of it is ring used, it's not really a museum so much as a nod to the business in every way. You know? Yeah, it's a shrine. For sure, you live in a shrine. Yeah, it's definitely a shrine more so than a museum, I think. Because I think of guys like Conrad Thompson, who's got original flare boots and Piper mm-hmm. trunks and robes and stuff. And you're like, got original belts used for stuff. Yeah. Like, man, that guy's got an AWA belt that Lawler won off Dundee or something. You know, and like, I look at my staff and I'm like, that's all replicas and drawings. It's not exactly a museum. I feel like his house is a museum. Yeah. No, his definitely is a museum. And yours just mm-hmm. feels like me. I've always said the words feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah, like, there's, there's frames with like little swatches of ring used canvas. Yeah. No, I've seen cool. that. Yeah, yeah, you got some of that but, stuff. You get things that like, I want to say you have a couple signed ring used canvases, but they're like, like you said, they're cut out. They're just little. Just a little swatch. Which yep. is cool. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't feel the same as all like, oh, this was like a boot yeah. or one of those things they put on their wrist. Some of the people wear, yeah. you know, like something that's like, yeah, that you, I almost, the people bled on. This yeah. is Dean Malenko's blood. It might be. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you bled all the time. Um, I did look at that evolution turn pad they had when they were selling that auction for a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, like oh. <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. One day we'll get you mm-hmm. something cool. Yeah, but I mean, the whole nature of the show—if I could throw that in real quick—the idea of wrestling on the rocks. What it really yes, comes down to is that that wrestling as a fandom is looked so down upon by so many people that I even saw a documentary. I believe it was called Mark Out or Marking Out, and it was about these four dudes who ran a podcast about wrestling that was very successful, so successful that they would get recognized. And the whole po- the whole documentary was about them, and ultimately about their embarrassment for being wrestling fans. 
Like that wasn't the underlining tone they meant to pursue, but everything mm-hmm. they did was all like, but I don't like people to know that, but I don't like people to know that. And then they showed someone, one of the guy's closets that had hundreds, maybe a thousand t-shirts categorized by the stars that they were and the indie wrestlers who like to support. And he said, I can't wear any of these out in public. And I was like, what? <laughs> the whole show is about, I support wrestling in every way I can. So much so that I put out a podcast and buy everything I can about it. But when I leave my house, I have to pretend that doesn't exist. And there was something about it that stung me so bad that I was like, you don't have victims, man. No one's victimized by your fandom. Be proud to enjoy something. If everyone else is allowed to wear Marvel t-shirts and Batman t-shirts and a Breaking Bad t-shirt, then I can wear Stone Cold Steve Austin on a t-shirt because we all like TV shows. We just like different ones. Yeah. So the whole nature of the show was here were three people with mostly differing opinions, views, and even shows that they like to watch in wrestling where we can talk and argue and be mad at each other and still have a drink together and be best friends and celebrate the idea of the fandom of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind where of can they find it? Yeah, where can they find it? Um, we stream live on twitch.tv slash wrestling on the rocks. If you go to wrestlingontherocks.com though, there's a link there to our about has all of our social medias, all the Twitters, Instagrams. Um, there's a shop on there to go to our pro wrestling tees. And there's a, how do you watch on there too, where you can join the, the twitch.tv. It'll even walk you through how to attach your Amazon prime to Twitch prime. So you can even subscribe for free, which still gives me real money and takes none of yours. So wrestlingonarts.com is probably the easiest way to find it all now. Hell yeah. yeah. Super cool. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. When you watch it, like it's like Christopher's living room, of course, is the backdrop of the TV show. Yeah. And yeah, so the first time you really. turn it on, yeah. So when you first turn it on, you go, oh my God, there's so much around him to look at. The way that like yeah. the old ESPN sets had all the merchandise around. Yeah. Chris has done 100%. the same with the wrestling, except, uh, except it's wrestling. So there's more to really look at, I would say. Cause like in mm-hmm. the old, ESPN said it's like there's a bobblehead and there's a different bobblehead and then and there's like a you know like at most like a football helmet but like Chris has got like these wrestling belts you know like yeah I put the belts in front of us too because I want us to in, in essence one of the thoughts I had was if we are literally swimming in crazy stuff to look at mm-hmm. someone might tune in for almost five to six minutes just looking at the set and might accidentally listen to us Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's very possible. And it's also really hard to not look at a belt when it's in the room. Yeah, and that's why we put several on the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's just like, yeah. you're just looking forward because you're like, when you got the AEW belt, I was like, I didn't even realize you could get that as a person yet. Yeah, I got it from Pakistan. It's, it's not the highest quality of all the belts <laughs> that I have. Uh, and that one I, gave, I got as a gift. Um, yeah, I know, but still, it's amazing that it showed up immediately. Yeah. It was like yeah. AEW just started and Christopher already has the AEW belt on his show in front of him. It was shocking. It was as shocking to me as you coming home with a WCW canvas years after they were disbanded. Yeah. And the best part about the show is you can't tell the details on the belt. So you can't tell it came from Pakistan. It looks good on the show. It looks great. But I've never seen it in person. It looks great to me. As far as I'm aware, it looks like what Jericho's running around in. Well, now, well, Moxley now. Now, Moxley but, now, yeah. But yeah, um, and that was kind of the idea of it was all like, hey, we got to have a rep title. And then, so I even did the same thing in NWA. When we started doing NWA watch alongs, I was like, well, I've got to get a world title. So now I got the 10 pounds of gold too, which 
I actually got from somebody who used to work at TNA when TNA was doing the NWA and it was their replicas back in like 97 or 98. Oh, it's great. So it's an old one of that. So it came in a big, nice sleeve and everything. So yeah, was it, like, was it expensive? No, not, not okay. what it could have been. It could have been expensive. It was about average okay. for, for any of the other ones. Oh, okay, a little bit yeah. less than some. So, all right, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But that's all. I think the fandom of wrestling gets gets uh, torn up, and I don't think that it's fair. So we just like to have a little safe place where people can go. People even say in the chat sometimes, I got no one to talk to wrestling about but you. I'm like, well, DM me. Let's talk about it. sure if throughout any of this episode we mentioned that Chris Marsh who we just heard is my brother I don't I'm not positive on that you guys may have guessed it we have a lot of history that's my brother I love him he's the best he's probably the funniest guy I've ever met uh you if you love Christopher as much as I do or if you love Christopher less than I do you should listen to wrestling on the rocks or watch it actually it's a twitch show it's on every Tuesday, I believe. Hope I didn't get that wrong. But he also replays it, and you can go to the Twitch feed and watch the old things. And he goes through, and he goes, he catches you up on all the news that's happening in wrestling, in the storylines, in the backstage. He does it. He's got it. He's got some great co-hosts. Shout out to Clump, who was mentioned during the recording, but I think did not make the final edit of this. Clump, we love you. We do appreciate you. Shout out to Kevin as well who's also his other co-host. We went to Disneyland together. Great family, great kids, great man. Kevin, shout out to you. If you want to follow my brother and other things, go to at MarshRef on Instagram, where he actually draws amazing drawings of these wrestlers and sends it to them. And 90% of the time, they like retweet it or they put it up on their Instagram and they're just like, I love this. And they really do love it. And they're great. They're amazing. In fact, he did the artwork for the show you're listening to right now. This cartoon drawing of me is not a filter chris drew it he drew it so good people have thought it was a filter and they've asked me many times what filter it is it's just the talent of my brother and then on twitter at ref marsh and of course at wrestling on the rocks for all social medias if you want to follow his show which you should and that wraps it up for i think plague of my brother of course i love you all for listening i love you all for rating i love you all for reviewing very much hint hint and i love you all for your subscribing and sharing this podcast i love it when you guys on instagram just toss up a little thing like look what i'm listening to and i'm like yes you are love it absolutely follow me at aaron m marsh on everything i've tried to keep that the same you can follow me on facebook i have under five thousand friends so there's still room get room while there's available get in on it aaron marsh aaron michael marsh that's me thank you for listening to me and thank you for putting up with me Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be but what I am? Of 
Owen. Owen. That's how it must be. I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me. I've got to be free. I gotta be free. 